Um, let me just pray before we do this. Yeah, let's pray. Uh, Father God, um, uh, thank you, Lord. Um, I just pray, Father, you may be here. Uh, you may touch somebody today uh, and be with me, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So for the eight people that uh, don't know me, uh, my name is Sam um, and my wife is Esther. She's part of the pra- she was part of the praise team, the one that was like heavily pregnant. Um, and we have two kids uh, with massive cheeks, uh, Joy and Mia. Um, so I'm in Grace's CG. Can I get a photo of Grace's CG? So uh, this is Grace's CG. I think this is all of us. Um, the thing I love about our CG is, other than the food um, that we have every week, um, the thing I love about our CG is that Grace really emphasizes praying for each other. Like she, it's, like, it's like a thing. It's like she puts us in groups and says, all right, you're praying for this guy, you're praying for that person. Two weeks straight, every day, pray for them. So it's, it's like a thing that we do. And the reason why we do this is because of the testimonies that comes out after we do the praying. And it's awesome. When, like any testimony is awesome, right? And um, sometimes we pray for you know, spiritual growth. Sometimes we pray for, you know, some, some of us need cash. You know? And some of us need a miracle. And that's what I needed. And that's what I'm sharing today. All right. So, okay, I run a uh, video production company, so I shoot videos for a living uh, for corporate clients. That's what I do. That's my job. And, um, and I was referred to a new client. So what referral means is when a friend or somebody that I know says, hey, you should choose Sam. He's awesome. He's awesome at video production. You should use him. So they hooked me up with some client. And when I get hooked up by a referral, like this is how business works. You've got to do everything to impress them. That's just because it's like, it's not just your reputation, but it's also your friend's reputation, right? So I went all out. Like I brought stuff I didn't even need. I called like 10 people. I didn't even need them, but I called them all to impress them, right? We shot it. It was awesome. We shot three, uh, three interviews and it went really well. And uh, it happened to be a really busy month that month. And so I was shooting all around Australia right after that shoot. But anyway, that turned out well and it was fine. A month later, I get a phone call from that client. Uh, let's just say uh, her name's Martha, right? So Martha calls me and says, hey, Sam. Uh, could we have that uh, video by next week, right? I haven't started the video yet, by the way. So I'm like, yeah, no worries, I'll, I'll do it by next week. So I hang up the phone, I straight away get to the computer. I, I look through my server, and I've deleted and formatted all the footage. All the footage. And these is like two of them were executives, one of them was someone, but um, it's just gone. And I remember deleting it. I was in a Ballina near Queensland, and I'm like, yeah, I backed this up, and I formatted it. And so uh, I, was, I started trembling, actually. And the first group of people that I told was my CG. And I was like, hey, guys, I need prayer. I need a miracle. And, and my prayer point was, you know, like, uh, like this uh, hard drive. I need to restore it. But I had one hope, though, and that hope was uh, there's a thing called a recovery, like a hard drive recovery service. It's quite expensive, um, but they recover hard drives. So I'm like, I should be fine. But, you know, pray that God will recover it through that company or something like that. That was, that was basically my prayer. And so I put that in. It was 800 bucks, by the way. You don't get that money back. 800 bucks. But I was confident because the advertisement says 95% success rate. So that's, that's pretty high, right? And 5%, that doesn't work, are hard drives that were bashed or mangled, right? My one was in perfect condition. So I'm like, it's all good. So we're praying and I'm all good. A couple of days later, I get a phone call from that uh, recover, data recovery company. And the first thing they say is, I'm so sorry, man. Uh, we tried everything, and we cannot recover your files. And I'm like, why? 95%? What's going on, man? And he's like, uh, you've used the hard drive too many times after you formatted it. And that's why we just can't recover it. 
my heart just sank. I don't know if you guys had this kind of moment, but for me, this is everything. Like my family relies on this, my reputation, everything is just going to go in the bin, you know? And so I hung up the phone and uh, I messaged the CJs. And, and oh, one, one thing I forgot to mention, very important. Um, during this time, before I got that phone call, every time I would bump into a CG member, they would ask me, hey, Sam, how's your hard drive going? You know, or like I'll get a message or I'll get a phone call during the week. It's like, hey, Sam, I'm thinking about you. How's your hard drive going? And this really made me feel like, whoa, this, this isn't just my problem. Like it really feels like this is our problem. Like it's, it's uh, collectively, it's like a family thing. So that, that was one thing. And so I was like, no, nah, it's all good, man. The recovery guys should be able to do it. But anyway, it, it, it didn't work, right? And so I messaged the CG again. Hey, guys, it didn't work. And they were just like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's not good. And this is when I gave up. I gave up. There's nothing I could do. So um, I, 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 I thought, you know what? Look, I'm just going to have to own up, call the client, and just tell them I deleted everything, <laughs> right? And it's not a matter of just giving them the money back because I wasted their time. Some people had to fly in just to do the shoot. So it's, it's going to be a big conversation that I've got to have with them, right? Um, and that's it. Um, but I do remember making this prayer. I got on my knees and I said, God, I tried everything. Like I tried my way, I even blew 800 bucks, but, um, but you're going to have to do something crazy to get my files back, because I don't want to have this conversation with the client, right? Anyway, that was my prayer. And um, I kept procrastinating this phone call that I had to make to the client, because I don't want to call them. And then a, couple, a week later, it was the due date, and the client, Martha, calls me. I didn't pick up straight away, because I didn't want to make it look like I was anticipating it. Uh, so I pick up the phone. And um, Martha said this to me. She said, hey, Sam, um, I'm so sorry, but you know the, the two guys that you filmed? Uh, we fired them. And I was like, what? And you know that one, the last lady that you filmed? Uh, she just resigned this morning. I'm so sorry, man. You're going to have to reshoot the whole thing again. <laughs> Bruh. So I put her on mute. I walked casually to the uh, soundproof phone booth in our office, <laughs> closed the door, and I screamed. I screamed, I was like, oh my gosh! And then, I put her on unmute, I wanted to hear it again, right? So I was like, so sorry, what'd you say? You just cut out right there, what'd you say? And she told me again, and she apologized. She apologized to me for wasting my time, and she just felt so bad. She goes, I'm so sorry for being unprofessional and all this, and I was like, you know, and I was like, look, 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 look. And she's like, well, you know, we'll pay for the production again, all that stuff. I was like, look, look, listen. Don't worry about paying for it. It's on me. <laughs> so she's, they couldn't believe it. The client was like, oh, my goodness, you're the best. I'm like, yeah, I know, but um, it's all good, man. I'll just redo it. It's all good, right? And, um, yeah, and, and, and the, you know, um, the reason why this is such an awesome story for me at that moment, in that moment, it was because I felt like if it hadn't been the CG, my group of family that we call family, right, if it wasn't for their prayers and their worries, their concerns, I don't think I would have seen this testimony. I don't think I would have seen this miracle. This doesn't happen, by the way, guys. Like, people don't get fired like that. It's very hard to fire people, by the way. Um, and so, uh, yeah, this is crazy. Anyway, um, let me get back to... Okay. It's funny how... Oh, actually, can we, can we show the message messages? Oh, bro, this is so small. You can't really see anything. <laughs> It looked big when I was editing this photo, but anyway, um, you know, this is my, my um, uh, saying, hey guys, guess what God just did? 
he just saved my saved my life. And everyone's like, congrats, congrats. Next next slide. You know, everyone's like, aha. And trust Grace to say, trust Grace to say, oh, but that person got fired. How horrible. Come on, Grace. You know. Anyway, it was good. And, and I wrote there, this testimony won't be a testimony without your prayers. You know, I trust those employees that got fired found a better place. Right? Just, whatever, I don't care about them. It doesn't matter. Uh, all right. The cool thing is this, right? Uh, when Gina asked, um, uh, she's the worship officer, she says, Sam, can you share a testimony? I'm like, what kind of testimony do you need? And the reason why I asked that is because from the, literally the day I met Jesus till today, like, which is like 20 years or whatever, um, this testimony is like, like this every year, like there's heaps of them. And so I'm like, which one do you need? She's like, something that involves CG. I'm like, all right, got one. And so this was it, right? But the, but the one commonality between all the testimonies is what I realized was God's not interested in doing things normally. Like he doesn't like doing things the normal way, logical ways, right? For me, it would be like, yeah, restore the thing that's impossible, something like that, right? But God, no, I'm going to fire everyone and I'm going to, right? Um, so he always like has to do something crazy. And um, I, could, I could confidently say this is, this is a miracle. And I've got heaps of other stories, but I don't have enough time to share them. But um, this is a miracle. But it doesn't compare to the greatest miracle of all time, which is the day we're celebrating today. Um, the day Jesus resurrected, he defeated death, and he, he set us free and restored our relationship with God again. And I think, I think that's awesome. And so I ask God, I go, God, why do you give us testimonies like this? Right? And... Um, I believe God gives us testimonies like this. He partners with us to, to do awesome things like this, right? Because he wants to use those, uh, he has a desire to use those testimonies to um, save, save one of his children. You know, whether that's in your workplace, whether that's in your household, or whether that's in your university. And that heart, that relentless heart that he has for us, I think that's what's more amazing than these little miracle stuff that happens. And uh, I just hope this encouraged somebody. Um, yeah, I was really excited to share this with you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sam. Um, so I guess if you own a company and you don't want to fire him right away, just get Sam to videotape him, <laughs> and then they'll get the message, right? But thanks for sharing, Sam. Let's get into the word today. And let's celebrate Christ together. Uh, the word today comes from Revelation 21, verses 1 to 3. And uh, the word reads this. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. And uh, I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look! God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. Um, I'm just going to share a brief message with you today, and uh, you know we can celebrate with a song afterwards. But have you ever gone to ridiculous lengths to be with someone that you wanted to be with? Yes? Right, can you guys, does a, does a story come to your mind? When I was in year seven, there was this girl who I swear was like heaven with two legs. Right? I was like totally badly in love with her, secretly. And so one day, I accidentally 
overheard her talking to her friends. And by accidentally, I was like totally eavesdropping. Anyway, by and then she said, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys at this movie, at this cinema, at this time on Saturday. So I said, okay, it's time for Eddie Bank to accidentally show up. And so I went home and I looked in my piggy bank to see if I had enough money to hopefully shout her a snack. I did. You know, do I have killer attire? You know, of course. You know, my hair is a killer hair hairdo. Yes, you know, the Asian bowl cut worked every time, you know, gets every lady. Uh, but the, ch the biggest challenge for a year seven kid was how am I going to get to the cinema? See, the bus system, the public transportation system in Chicago is not like Sydney here. Like, it's not really good, right? It doesn't get you everywhere. But I realized that there was a direct bus to the cinemas from the library. So I asked my parents to take me to the library on Saturday, and they were doubly shocked because they were like, wow, my kid wants to go to the library on Saturday. <laughs> but not only that, but he's dressed so well to go to the library. <laughs> On Saturday, he actually took a shower and did his hair. Anyway, I get to the cinemas, and I wait for her for the 12 o'clock screening. Does she show up? No, but it's okay. I'm not discouraged. She probably went a little bit late. We'll come to the 2 o'clock screening. Didn't show up. It's okay. There's a 4 o'clock screening, but she didn't show up there. After 4.15, I had to take the bus back to get to the library to get picked up by my parents. But I was so heartbroken because she did not show up. The actual sad part of the story is that that story is really a foreshadowing of all my future relationships, you know, basically. Except for the, my marriage, you know, which actually turned out well. She showed up to the cinema. Anyway, um, you know, the thing is, if you ever choose to pick up your Bible and read it from cover to cover. You know what you're going to discover? You're going to discover that the Bible is one story. It's one big story about how God relentless, relentlessly pursues people that he wants. Over and over and over again. I think the Bible spans like, you know, 4,000 years of history. But it's one simple story of God going to ridiculous lengths to be with his people over and over and over again, from creation to the resurrection to revelation, which we just read, that's the story. How do we know that? Because the story we just read in Revelation 21 is how the whole story ends. Are any of you people who read, when you read it, when you pick up a new book, or anybody here read the last chapter first so you know how the whole thing ends? Are you guys like that? Anyone? No one, because you're normal people. But if you were to do that, you would actually realize where this, how the story ends. Revelation 21 is the chapter before the last chapter of the Bible. This is what it all culminates towards, right? And so the picture is actually really amazing. The picture that's described here is not only amazing, but it's beautiful and it's glorious. The vision that we see is this new heaven and a new earth. I've never seen the first heaven but if this is heaven 2.0, it's got to be pretty spectacular, right? So it's huge. And then out of nowhere, like a bride coming to meet her husband, you know, so I kind of imagine the bride coming through down the aisles. Hopefully it's pretty spectacular. You know, that's exactly the city of Jerusalem comes out of heaven in that way. And it must have been pretty awe-inspiring to see that. And the thing is, we may not know exactly what's going on here, but... There is something radically, radically majestic going on here on a cosmic level. And then out of nowhere, this voice comes to announce something 
about God. And for me, if I were to make up the next sentence, it might be something really appropriate, like, hey, make way for the king of the universe. He's coming. Or they might say something like, you know, bow down and honor the holy of holies. And then what I imagine is that after they announce that, all these like angels and seraphim fill the whole skies and they start praising him like crazy. This is what I imagine, and this is what I may have written. But that's not actually what's written here. None of that happens. The first thing that gets declared about God has to do with us. Isn't that amazing? Right? The voice declares this. He says, the dwelling place of God is now with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be with his people, and God himself will be with them as their God. Did you notice that the word with is repeated three times here, and that's very, very intentional. Why? Because it's emphasizing God's desire. How much God has been wanting and waiting to be with us. This is the end of the story, right? The whole story of the Bible is God wanting to be with us, going through ridiculous lengths to be with us. The whole story culminates and pinnacles with God and us being united in heaven. That's the end. So if you think about it, that's exactly what the whole story of the Bible is about. Last, last Friday on Good Friday, we, we said that what Jesus was looking forward to right before he went to the cross was he told his disciples, I can't wait to be reunited with all of you in heaven when we all get there. And that made me think, hey, when Jesus was born, what was the first name that was given to Jesus? It was Emmanuel, which means God with us, right? You guys see a pattern going on here? And then all of a sudden we get this particular passage, the culmination of the whole story. And I think all the evidence points us to just one simple truth. And that one truth is this. God wants to be with us. That's it. God's desire is to be with you. And ever since the beginning of creation, all he has ever wanted was to be with you. Wait, hold up, Eddie. You know, if God wants to be with me, why, why don't you just, just hang out with me? You know, give me a call. You know, hang out with me. You know, come down and, you know, with your presence into my bedroom. Just hang out with me. I mean, if he's God, right, he can do that, can't he? You know, what's standing in his way from doing that? And here's the ultimate answer. The ultimate answer and the ultimate reason what's, what's standing in his way is us, right? We're standing in the way of him hanging out with us. You see, God loves us, okay? And as a matter of fact, his love is good. And not only is his love good for us, his love is perfect for us. And because of that, he's never going to force us to love him. He's never going to force us to want him. But because of that, he'll always wait for us to want him just as much as he wants us, right? And the thing is, God doesn't wait passively like I did at the cinema. He waits actively, right? He actively pursues us. The reason why you're sitting here today, the reason why you might be watching at home is evidence of him pursuing you. You could be anywhere else here on a Sunday afternoon, an Easter weekend. You could be on holiday somewhere, whatever. But somehow, some way, you're in church. To me, that's evidence that God is pursuing you. 
But the biggest proof of his love is why we're all here today. Easter weekend, 2,000 years ago, through the cross and the empty tomb, once and for all, God actually took took care of the barrier that stood between us and him. And that barrier was sin, right? All of us were born with sin, and therefore we live for ourselves. That's what sin does. But we were all created, and we were all designed to find our deepest joys and satisfaction in God alone, with God alone. Now, what you have to realize is a holy God and sin cannot coexist. And since we're sinners through and through, God cannot coexist with us. That's why we just can't hang. Do you know what I'm saying? But not only that, or maybe to make things worse, holiness actually has to condemn sin. There has to be a punishment for sin. And God declared that punishment for sin to be death. So, as sinners, death became our destiny, and we all stand condemned eternally. Therefore, sin really is a huge barrier, isn't it? Right? So how does God resolve the sin barrier? How did God make us holy? Because he's got to get rid of the sin in order to hang out with us. Yet, how does he also justly condemn sin so that we can be with him forever? And the answer is he sent someone to take our place. And that person that he sent to take our place was Jesus Christ. Right? When Jesus Christ died upon the cross, God placed all of our sins upon him. Why? So that he can now pay the penalty that we deserve to pay for our sins. That's what God did. And in the same breath, what he did was he took Jesus' righteousness, which is another word for perfect holiness, and he placed that upon us. So that when God looks at us now, he doesn't see sin, but he just sees holiness. And because that's now our new nature, he can now hang out with us. And then when Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead on Easter Sunday, that proved that he had conquered death forever. He died on Friday, but he rose again from the dead, conquered death. And when he conquered death, that proved that he conquered the punishment for sin and therefore conquered sin once and for all, forever. So on Easter weekend, if you think about it, God's wrath and judgment against sin became fully satisfied. But not only that, but our eternal separation with God became fully resolved, that issue. But it took the willing sacrifice of Jesus Christ to make it happen. And that's the reason why we celebrate Jesus on Good Friday. That's the reason why we celebrate Jesus on Easter. And that's the reason why we just don't celebrate Jesus on this weekend, but with our whole lives. And that's what Christians try to do every single day. Jesus Christ paid the penalty for all of our sins. He exchanged our sinfulness with his perfect righteousness and his holiness. He conquered death and sin forever. But the question is why? And the answer is so that we can be with God. So that the story that we read in Revelation 21 can happen. That's why he did all that. Out of his perfect love for us, God did everything he could to remove all the barriers between us and him. Therefore, now the only real question that needs to be asked is this one. Do we really want to be with God? And that's the question that I'd like to ask you today. I hope so. You know, I don't know why you came to the Easter service today, but I'm glad you're here. I don't know why you came, but I'm glad you're here. But one thing I do know is that, once again, if you are here, if you're watching, God is working in you, right? Something prompted you to come today, 
right? God is alive and worked in, active and pursuing you. And, and that proves to me that he wants to be with you. And my hope is that you're here because somehow, some way, in the deepest corner of your heart, or maybe in the forefront of your heart, what you really want is to be with God as well. God went to ridiculous lengths to be with us. He sacrificed his own son so that he could be with us. But the good news is that he, does, he doesn't ask us to do anything close to that if we want to be with him. All we have to do is to put our faith in what Jesus Christ did this weekend in order for us to be with God. What does it mean to put your faith in Jesus Christ? This is what it means. Faith means trusting that it was your sin that caused you to be separated from God. Faith means trusting that Jesus Christ actually paid the penalty for those sins upon the cross. It means trusting that he rose again from the dead, therefore conquering sin and death forever. It means trusting that God placed his righteousness upon you so that whenever he looks at you, all he sees is holiness, and you can hang out with him every single moment of every single day. And lastly, it means living no longer in sin, but now living to find your deepest joy and satisfaction in God alone, with God alone. God loves you, and he wants to be with you. If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, I ask that you do so Today, the whole Easter weekend to me is God's personal invitation to all of us to put our faith in Jesus Christ. I hope you accept that today, and I hope you do that today. And if you have faith in Jesus Christ already, the story never grows old, doesn't it? You know, I love revisiting it every year. Let's thank him and let's celebrate him for what he did for us on the cross and especially through the empty tomb today. Let's pray. If you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, can I invite you to do that today? Or at least seriously consider doing that today? You're here already. You're watching already. And maybe it really is God that's simply asking you to be with him. If you'd like to do that, just put your trust in what Jesus Christ did for you. And you can become a child of God forever. You can be with God forever because Jesus Christ died for you. If you want to do that, I'm just going to give you a minute or two to do that uh, in a second. And if you do, I pray that from this day forward that you won't live in sin anymore, but that you'll have every single day to find your deepest joy and satisfaction in God, with God alone. If you're a believer, let's spend this time, let's just thank him and let's willingly invest ourselves more deeply in him. Let's not make this day religiously, like religious or churchy in any way. But just like God wants, let's just be with him. Let's pray.
Father, we thank you so much that you sent your son Jesus Christ so that we could be freed from sin forever, so that we could be with you forever, so that we can continually discover what we were actually created and designed for. And Father, we know that's you. And we thank you, God, that every single day can be a joyous discovery as to how wonderful life really is. That we can now truly live this life to the full, knowing that we're partnering with you. Knowing that you are our Father that's guiding us, caring for us, protecting us. Lord, we thank you for your love that is so good and so perfect. We thank you, God, that you loved us so much and considered us valuable enough that you would even give us your own son to pay the penalty for us. We thank you, Jesus, for the sacrifice you made for us. We thank you, God, that you rose. We thank Jesus rose again from the dead so that we could have confidence in Scripture. We could have confidence in all of your promises. But most of all, we can have confidence in our future resurrection as well so that we can actually be reunited with you. God, we thank you so much for your love and your grace. Be exalted today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.